Hi, I'm Megan Gilbert, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Welcome, my friends. I'm Megan Gilger. You guys, I can't believe I'm doing this, but this is the last pod of 2022. Can you believe that? I don't know if I can. Sometimes I look at this year and I'm like, oh my gosh, this was a this was a long year. And then sometimes I look at it and I look at my children and I'm like, this, where did this year go? <laughs> so I always find it interesting just reflecting on the year a little bit. And the reason on a gardening podcast we talk about reflecting is because I've talked about this before, that the garden is a really great opportunity to develop and create a growth mindset because what is a garden but growth? Everything about the garden is about growing. And I really find that that's what I love about it. It has taught me an immense amount about how to relook at life. And everything that we look at in the digital world is all about perfection. We see something in its completed state. We never see the process that it takes to get to from point A to point B. We see like we see before and afters whether it's landscaping or homes or whatever it might be or losing weight or getting healthy. We see the before and after. But when we garden and we do something that involves connecting with nature and doing something with nature, we realize that there's a lot of movement in different directions. It's not just one path forward. And I think many times with a lot of stuff, particularly with interiors, uh, my dad, I grew up with a dad who built homes and it is a pretty, it's not straightforward process, but it's pretty linear. Like you nail down a board and you nail down another board and then slowly over time you build a home or you change something. Granted, there's some things along the way that might not go as planned, but for the most part, as humans, we're kind of in control of it. When we build a garden, it's something different. We can look at these pictures. We can look at all this inspiration and we can dream. We can see something, but we don't. In order to do that, it's not like you can walk into the hardware store and say, I want this fixture and this thing and this type of wood or whatever. And it's going to just, you put it up there, you put some paint on it and it looks exactly like you want it to. It doesn't work that way in nature. And I can go to the nursery and I can say, you know what? I want all these plants. I can do the research. I can spend the time and I can put the plants into the ground. But, and I can do all the right things. I can put the right soil in. I can put the right compost down. I can put the right mulch down. I can water it on a schedule, but it doesn't always work. It doesn't always come to fruition the way that I thought it would or the way I envisioned it. And we just were talking about this in the online community. I'm actually going to pull the quote that Michelle shared. Um, Hold on, I'm pulling it up because it was really good. And it's about this because we have been reflecting in the online community about seasonal transitions and utilizing the question and asking it together, where did you personally grow the most this growing season? I mentioned this last week, by the way, Uh, not this exact thing, but this is a comment that came up afterwards because 
you know, a lot of our members are really busy. And so I like to post something and then people kind of filter in and answer things as they have time, which I love about our community. And so it's really fun. But she, and the other part of it is how are you acknowledging that personal growth that you've had this season? And her comment, she had a quote, it's loading. Uh, she said, she's talking about how she had planted the, the in her garden the some lettuce seeds and they just wouldn't germinate. She talks about some different things that happen in terms of the weather. She had all this, ex, like not expectation because Michelle has an incredible way of having a growth mindset. She's an incredible person, but I, there is always an expectation. When we lay seeds into the ground, we always have expectations of them germinating. And it just didn't happen this year, even though it's something she's grown before and had a lot of success with. And she came up with this quote from Goethe. I think I'm saying that right. It's spelled G-O-E-T-H-E, I'm assuming. And they say, nature goes her own way. And all that to us seems an exception is really according to order. And I love that. <laughs> I've been like sitting on that. And because ever since she posted it, because I hadn't heard that quote and I really like it because there's so much that is out of our control in the garden. We can have this idea, we can see this world that we believe will be created. I had those expectations when we built our home and I started dreaming up what was this landscape going to look like. And I can tell you all the ways it hasn't gone right. I can tell you all the ways that it has gone against my my plan. And it is extremely humbling. Even as somebody who has these skills that understands it all, this is a new spot. And where we live on this hill, particularly, it is hard to grow things. And this area wants to just grow. It's a field and it wants to grow things with deep root systems because there's not a lot of water. It's very sandy and it gets a lot of wind. And so it can be extremely challenging. But yet there are things unfolding and I'm learning and I'm connecting and watching as certain things that I never would have thought would work, take hold in new ways. There's, I'm starting to learn how to work with nature in a unique way that I haven't before. And also in this rest, like this reciprocity, seeing how nature also bends to thank me and to offer its own, not grace, but just gifts in some way of saying, you know, thank you for seeing it. Thank you for trying. Thank you. You know, there's this gratitude back and forth between each other. And where I'm getting with this is that when we set expectations of what we see ahead of us, it's really easy, particularly with our gardens and I say this too, knowing all of us are about to, well, if you're like me, you've already received a stack of seed catalogs. Um, it's really easy to sit there and read through them in the morning with your cup of coffee and think of all the things that will grow and all the expectations we naturally set. And even if you're somebody who's starting from scratch this year, maybe you move into a new home or move to a new place whatever it may be, we have these expectations of where things will go, what will happen. And 
I love Instagram and I love Pinterest. Um, I've actually spent a lot more time on Pinterest lately and I have garnered a lot of knowledge from those spaces. And I've also had false expectations and ideas of what would work. And because California landscapes don't work in Michigan and (laughs) things in England don't always work in Michigan. Um, and things like that. And it's not as easy as just putting a plant in the ground and watering it when it comes to landscaping. In fact, I was reading in one of the seed catalogs, it was in the Seed Saver one, about this journey to cultivating a new type of open pollinated asparagus. And there's a whole, if you get the Seed Savers catalog, which it's one of my favorites, it <clears throat> Sorry. It has a story of this woman. I think her name's Denise. If I remember right, I was reading it this morning as I was taking my coffee in. And so I don't know how much I took in, but <laughs> um, the concept was really cool because if you know anything about asparagus, asparagus, it takes at least with crowns, not seed, with crowns, it takes at least three years. With With seed, it can take five to seven years to grow asparagus where you're actually harvesting it. And so she has worked to cultivate and grow this asparagus variety, which is a really cool heirloom variety. And now it's finally available as a seed, not crowns, which if you don't know the difference, the seed is like a little seed that you would plant. But a crown is basically the root system that asparagus use in order to create the spears, which is technically the network that is asparagus and it can't be disturbed. But anyways, um, we'll talk more about that as we get closer to spring. But I, I loved reading this story because it, it shows and notes to the fact that nature has its own order. It has its own mind. And as much as we want to believe that we are in control believe that we can cultivate something specific, that we can coordinate and perfect our landscaping, our gardens, our row boxes, our everything to be as neat and tidy as the stairs on our, in our home or, you know, or our spaces or as perfectly organized as our shelves can be in our home. We cannot do this in the garden. We can have beautiful things, but I have learned so much as somebody who is very design specific. I, you know, took design classes. I have a design degree. I, that's what I do um, and how my mind thinks. I love everything to have its place. But what I love about the garden is that in many ways, none of it has its place. It has a mind of its own. And I love embracing that. And it has taught me how to let go. And there are so many things that I want to grow in the garden or every year I'm like, oh, like I want to do this or I want to do that. And one of the things we talked about in the online community in one of our sessions was like everyone was saying, I learned less is more. And it takes so much time to develop and create what we envision And I don't think that that's much different than life, but the problem is, is like, if we 
if I think constantly about my five to 10 year goals, whether it's my life or the garden, I forget to enjoy the journey along the way. I forget to enjoy things as they are now in their own beauty, in the wildness that exists out amongst the landscape here. There are so many things that need to be done in order to make it the way that I see in my head. But by golly, I, yes, that's the holiday music talking. I am going to enjoy this garden. I am going to enjoy the steps and every moment along the way. And it doesn't mean that sometimes it won't be hard to find the enjoyment in it, but I'm going to do it. And I don't know. I just, I want to, it's something that we're going to be talking a lot about coming into the spring. And I want you to mark your calendar. If you are interested, the month of February in the online community, we are going to be doing a garden planning I don't want to call it boot camp. I'm going to call it intensive. <laughs> we are going to spend four weeks as a community with like weekly webinar events. And so we can communally connect over certain topics and then little challenges and everything to keep you on track and a whole place where you can talk about planning with people. And by the time you're done with it, you will actually have a garden plan and you will have something to show and start looking into. And so I am really, really all about loving this concept of garden planning big time. So we'll be doing that in February in the community. You have to be a community member to enjoy that, but I think it's really worth it. If you're somebody who struggled with kind of knowing what to do, we're going to talk about companion planting, we're going to do it as a community, but definitely put it on your calendar. Needless to say, I really want us all to reflect as those seed catalogs come in as we enter into the holidays, as we transition into winter. I want to think about how things take time, how some things have their own order, their own path. And sometimes what we expect to work doesn't always work, and that's okay too. And just kind of carrying some of those things because. I won't be back until January (laughs) and I'm excited to get back to podcasting in the new year a little more, but I just wanted to close this out this year and this way where when we're dreaming about these things, when we're looking at Instagram or we're looking at Pinterest and people's years in review, if yours doesn't look that way, that's okay. Like, And I don't, think it should. I don't think those things necessarily are, I don't know. I struggle with it. I struggle with being somebody who shares some of it. And as you guys probably heard last week. And so, because there's so many steps along the way that are worth as much value, if not more than getting to that after photo, getting to the perfectly manicured spaces and which I don't know if I like. I like minimal spaces, but when it comes to my garden, I like it wild. I like it fun. And I like it to have its own order. So I want you guys to lean into that. I want you guys to question that. I want you guys to counter those ideas when it comes to aesthetics. And don't get me wrong. 
I love Gardener's World. I love Monty Dawn, and I love following all those beautiful gardens that are perfectly manicured. But that's not what I'm going to have. <laughs> and that's okay. So I hope you find this to be inspiring. And once again, if you're thinking about garden planning and you really want to do it with a community and you want to do it in a really hands-on way with somebody holding you accountable, mark your calendar for February as your garden planning time. So uh, don't feel the pressure of your seed catalogs. Don't do anything just yet. Just enjoy them. Read about things. Enjoy the articles. But don't overplan. And less is more. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to walk you through this process. You're going to feel confident. You're going to feel excited. But you're also going to get to a point where you understand exactly what you need to do this year. And so that you can enjoy it and not feel overwhelmed and not feel like a failure. Because remember, I posted this again in the online community as I was encouraging reflection is on our year is don't look at failures as failures. They're not failures. Things that didn't work is not a failure. It's an opportunity to learn. And that's what Michelle did. Thank you, Michelle. And that's how we learn a growth mindset from our gardens. And then secondly, when you have successes, things that go well, it doesn't necessarily mean they'll go well next year. So celebrate it as it is now and note it. What did you feel like was so successful about that. And but most importantly, don't feel failure, okay? If things didn't go well this year, don't let it deter you from trying again next year. We're going to scale back. We're going to look at it more intensely. And that's what I'm going to be talking through anyone who signs up to join us for the intensive in February. We're going to be working on that, okay? Because like I said, I really want you to feel success this next year. And success meaning that you walk away confident and at peace in your garden and finding those truths that are there that are hard to see when we're overwhelmed and doing too much and not feeling like we know what we're doing. No, no, no. We're not doing that. <laughs> 2023 is going to be a great year to encourage a growth mindset. And that's what we're going to do. Okay. So happy holidays, my friends. Happy 2023. Happy winter solstice. I have my Friday meditation that's coming out and that is officially my last podcast of 2022. So enjoy it. It's a really good one and it will walk you right into the winter solstice, into the shortest day, longest night of the year, which is beautiful and wonderful. Um, Until then, my friends, 